Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey, welcome back. Another episode <laughs> of your favorite podcast that you listen to while you're walking, while you're cleaning, driving, while you're driving, all that stuff. Pushing the baby around. It's Anchor Moms. Ooh, okay. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be a really extra. fun podcast, you guys. So, you know what is really annoying is when people are like, so you can have another kid. It's like, I don't even know you. I've never met you. Mm-hmm. And now you're mm-hmm. asking me these questions. Or when you first get married and someone right. asks you these questions. I mean, isn't there a line that we should, like an invisible line? It's like, okay, don't ask these questions. Or is that okay? Well, I don't think it's okay. I mean, I think it starts when, you, when you're when you dating someone. People always want to know when, when you're getting you're married. Engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, when it, sure. Right. Yeah. And then once you're married, they want to know when are you having a kid. And then once you have your first kid, they want to know. When are you guys going to have that second kid? Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of pressure, period. It is. And also, especially if it's coming from someone you don't know, like maybe you're trying to get pregnant and you can't. Exactly. You know, there's, there's a lot going on that it's a very, I feel like it's one of those questions that like gets asked a lot, but it's really not okay. Right? Especially when randos ask it. You're saying, I have a right, question. Randos. What if you have like a friend and you notice they stop drinking? Yeah, then you ask. Do you ask that Well, I think it depends on how good of friends you are with them. And if you want, if you, like, I've had friends before who I knew they were, but I also knew that they probably didn't want to talk about it. They probably wanted to make some, like, tell me in their own special way at their own special time. So, you know, you never want to ask. And then they're like, well, I was going to tell you, you know, later, but okay. And and oftentimes, too, right, when you're pregnant and you're, it's early on, you want to tell your family first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I told Ingrid that I was pregnant before I told my family. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your husband knew. Oh, yes. well, yes. Yeah, so yes. Did I don't think so. It was like a, it was like a situation <laughs> that she just like had, <laughs> she felt like she had to tell me. I told a, you guys super soon. Yeah, you, you did, did, actually. Because did. I knew, because mm-hmm. it was a situation where we were going to have a glass of wine. I was like, it's very you obvious. You knew that if you declined wine, we'd right. be like, immediately what do you do? And you were pregnant, too, so then it actually turned into me drinking wine. <laughs> right, sorry. With both of you drinking water. Do you remember that, how I revealed it? Yeah, yes. you brought us sparkling waters. And well, you were like, no, so Katie was already pregnant, yeah. and I, we were going to have a glass of wine. Like, Karen and I were going to have a glass of wine, and then I, instead of bringing, like, one bottle of bubbly water for Katie, I brought two. Right. And I, like, didn't say anything, and you guys were like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God! That was really fun. And then I was like, thank God somebody's going to be as miserable as me. This is excellent. Yep. I think I'd be more company. miserable. Yeah. Um, so, but randos asking you if you're going to have a kid after sure. you get married is one thing. But what about when your family just, like, assumes it's coming? Yeah, that's hard. So, our producer, Jamie, um, great girl. <laughs> this is a good story. This is hilarious. Just got married a year ago. 
She just celebrated right. her she first mm-hmm. anniversary. Um, but so, so her mother gave her this book, Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. As we a have, child. It was a gift to her as a child. Yes. Right. Yes. right. We but have then, the book here. But then way. she gave it to her again. Mm-hmm. She regifted it again since she got married with this note on the inside. You ready? Yes. Dear future baby. I bought your mommy this book in 1993. This was her favorite book and favorite movie. She would sit in her high chair and eat pretzels. While I told her this story in the cutest little voice, she'd say, I, Belle. I'm returning this book back to your mom on her 27th birthday. We are having a mommy-daughter trip. There is no you yet. Yet. But your nanny. Nanny. Already gave herself her Mm -hmm. grandma name. Is going to love you so much. Enjoy the book and make mommy give it back to you one day. Love and kisses, nanny. That's kind of creepy, but kind of sweet at the I same know, time. I'm, I mean, it's like I'm torn. I, don't, I'm I think torn. it's really sweet, but I just think it's hilarious that she like thought it so through and like basically did this whole note and this whole book thing. And I'm sorry, Jamie's 27 years old and just yeah, got married I and know. doesn't have a baby yet. I know. She's like, it's talk, you know, the clock is ticking. Time to get yeah. some babies. And she was a little traumatized too because she came in and was like, guys. Look at this book. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, Jamie is going to be a wonderful mom. and Well, fortunately, she wants kids. Right, and wants kids, yes. Um, And actually often takes care of our children when we're out. That's true. She actually really enjoys kids. Does she even need kids then if she takes care of all of our kids? Maybe because she could just be our, like, surrogate. You know, like, just raise our kids for us. Are you listening (laughs) to this, Jamie? See if you can do it. Let's try to pull it off. Full-time nanny? I don't know. Well, and once she has to tackle some heavy topics, she might change her mind. Yeah. Speaking of heavy topics, uh, so our first article this week is a New York Times article, and the headline is, A Sesame Street Character's Mom Has an Addiction. Experts say that's a valuable lesson. Um, So this is a a series of videos that Sesame Street put out, um, and it... I, I just watched um, some of them this morning, actually. I don't know if you guys were able to watch them. Yes, so you visit, like, the PBS website, and you can look at these videos. And um, the first video is uh, a dad talking. And they're, they're puppets, right? Um, a dad talking to his son um, that he has a friend um, whose mom has addiction. And then the other videos are actually specifically talking to the, to the puppet, who is a, a foster kid because her parents are suffering mm-hmm. from addiction and, and are in rehab. Um what do you guys think? How do you feel about Sesame Street addressing this issue? So we watched Sesame Street when Hartman was a lot younger, um, and he's not into it so much anymore. I think if if he were into it at age, like, five, then it might be something that I think is an appropriate video to show him because, I mean, when your kids are in school, um, I mean, they get to that intellectual level where they can kind of start to understand and notice mom is that person's mom is gone, that person's dad is gone. I think you have to address those topics. So at a certain age, I think this is a wonderful way to do that. Uh, Right now, I would not want to have to have these conversations with my three-and-a-half-year-old. I think he's just too young. I agree. It it makes me nervous. I mean, it just, you know, toddlers at three and four, they are just sponges for everything. And Mm -hmm. I just... I feel like I would just worry uh, about they would hear something like this in the show and then have so many questions. And it's just a lot. I mean, right? It's it's a lot sometimes for us as adults to kind of think about the addiction and how serious that can be and, and kind of understand how that affects somebody. Um, one of the lines I highlighted from this article, rolling out a cute character as the face of the drug epidemic that's marketed to toddlers crosses a line. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. It's tough because you don't want to shield them for, from everything. 
But also I do think there's a certain age where they're just too young to really grasp it. Right. So here's what I think is clever about this is Sesame Street. These are videos online. So you're not going to turn on PBS and right. Sesame Street. Right. And you're just kid smart. Is, I yeah. Think. You're not you're not going to just look up one day and your kids watching Sesame Street talking about uh, substance addiction. abuse addiction. Right. Yeah. Um, so honestly, maybe this is a great resource if you're if you're ch- dealing you know, with that. Yeah. Right. I, there's a, in your family. There's a line in here that talks about one in eight kids. Yes. Um. Under the age of 11. Yeah, is dealing with, I mean, even if it's not their parents, has some experience with some sort of substance abuse, whether it be their friend's parents or someone that they've come in an interaction That's with. So I think a lot. Yeah. One in eight kids. I mean, it actually does say one in eight children under 11 lives with a parent who has a substance abuse disorder. Wow. Yeah. So isn't that unbelievable? So I think it's good that there's some sort – I mean, isn't it good that there's a resource Mm -hmm. out there for these kids? I thought the video – actually, the video made me a little weepy because I felt – Same. I felt so bad for any kid that would have to watch those those videos or that – you know, is actually experiencing that. I actually think they did a really great job mm-hmm. of addressing the issue. Um, they but handled I, it very well, yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm one of those parents. I don't want to stick my head in the sand. I think uh, the, the opioid crisis, I think addiction is a huge issue right now, and I would much rather just address it rather than pretending like it doesn't exist. I don't want to hide this kind of stuff. I think uh, it's just all about the, the age, right? Sure. Like what age do you introduce it? Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you don't have to introduce it unless there's some sort of thing that precipitates it, right? right? Right. Let's say one of your kid's classmates is going through this and asks about it. Maybe this is a way that you can kind of help explain it. All tough right. Stuff there. Yeah. Tough stuff. Uh, yeah. So lighten it up here for you. We have a mum's the word this week. Mama, mama. Mom's the word. Um, so this week is a product for babies. Um, it's something that I was gifted when my second child was born, Liesl, and it's the brand is Noodle and Boo. And the packaging itself is so pretty. I really, really like the packaging. Um, but anyways, it's it's a really good product. They are natural, toxin-free. Um, there's no, um, like, dyes and that sort of stuff in it. Made in the U.S. Um, you can buy it pretty much anywhere at Target, um, online, on Amazon. Uh, it's um, I'll link to it. I'll, I'll put a post on my Instagram page um, and in our notes as well. But Noodle and Boo, I use that for Liesl, and she really likes it. Wait, what is it? Did I not say that? No. <laughs> well, I think you talked about it was like some it's sort a baby of product. product. Oh, yeah. it's it's like everything. So you have like lotion, oh, okay. baby wipes, um, shampoos. Mm. I think there's like laundry detergent. There's a whole line of products that you can buy. Um, and they're a little bit more expensive than probably what Karen would want to spend. Mm. Um, but, truth, truth. But um, like I said, they're, um, they work really well for sensitive skin, like my daughter has, of course, because she's my child. It works well. So anyways, I'll link that, and it's Noodle and Boo, and I like it, and that's the product. I love it when you find a good product. Yeah. Okay. Testing, testing, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And other news. All right, so our next news story um, is one that's near and dear to my heart. Um, how children evolved to whine. <laughs> and by near and dear, I mean I hate whining. I hate, it is the most annoying thing to me that children do. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really can't stand it. 
Um, I mean, no one can stand. No Lion one can King, stand it, right? but I just uh, like of all the things that children could do, the one thing I don't want my children to do is whine. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so what's the point mm. of this article? I mean, we know that it's so annoying. We know but... that it's annoying. Um, one of the things, um, I, so they did some studies about it, and one of the things I highlighted was um, whining proved even more distracting than the sound of infants crying. So first of all, the study just kind of talks about how mm. it's not just that we think it's annoying, but it it is really like. If someone's whining, you cannot get work done. You cannot think rationally. Yeah. Like, the, there's proof now but, to And that. it also talks about the specific reason why kids whine um, is to bridge a gap with an adult, which is to say they're whining to get your attention and fast. So I think they're saying that kids have evolved or people have evolved to whining because – because it works, right? You said that you can't you can't do anything when you your mean, kid like is it whining. It sounds different than talking, so it does. it's their way of getting right. your attention. Well, and it drives you so crazy that there's not. I mean, you have to pay attention to, to whining, get them to stop. right? Right. Yes. Oh. So the other thing. So that's the first part, and then the other part of the article says, okay, so how do you get it to stop? So um, the two suggestions are ignoring the behavior. Or catching the wine before it starts. Good luck, um, right? Right. So I, I thought this was interesting. The um, the medical expert they talked to said that um, scolding or disciplining can inadvertently reinforce the behavior because they're looking for a response. Response, and even when if it's not a positive one, a negative one, they're fine yeah. with that too. Yeah. Um, so I have to say that this is exactly what happened with Henry, mm-hmm. and he was becoming such a Terrible whiner. whiner. What yes. was he whining about? Like, Anything. I want candy. Anything. I want to go outside. Anything. Okay. He just knew, and especially too, I think, you know, he's the middle kid. We've got other things going on. Like, mm-hmm. if I whine, they're going to drop what else they're doing with the other kids or chores yeah, that's and, the problem. and come. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so we, uh, of course, just like this article, tried, you know, scolding, disciplining, you know, kind of just being stern with him. It did not work. But then, just like this article, I wish I'd read this. Six months ago, um, it says to try and calm them down, mm-hmm. and that's what has worked with Henry. Is if he's going down that path, you kind of just have to take him out of the situation. And yeah. I'm not. This is not going to work for everybody, but this is just my experience with my this one particular kid. Um, and kind of take him to a different place, a different room, sit him down, and calm him. Say, "Mommy loves you, but I just cannot hear what you're saying when you're whining. I just can't. I just can't deal with it." And kind of try that, like, almost more loving approach, which I was nervous because I didn't want him to think, oh, if I whine, I get a loving approach. Right. But it somehow works. (laughs) Did it work? I don't know. I think he's gotten a lot better at the whining. Well, and it's it's giving him the attention that maybe he wants, but in a positive fashion, right? And it's funny. After a couple of minutes of sitting and chatting with him, he's like, well, yeah. Good to go. Yeah. He got mama. That was the goal. Right, which maybe that maybe that maybe then it's not working. But I feel like he's whining. Keep on less. whining, whining Henry. Less. Keep on whining. Yeah. I don't know. Wine. <laughs> I, speaking of wine, um, no, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's there's That's, any I mean, good I've answer? Done that, I've done that with Herman too. It's like yeah. you just have to. I like in like physical like like grab him mm-hmm. like hold him and note like I see you, I hear you, rather than just be like stop whining and yeah. like talking to them from afar. You know what I mean? It's like grabbing them, holding them, be like, I can hear you. What would you like? Right. And I you think, know? I mean, you know, I'm the, uh, I read all the parenting books and I think a, a lot of the books I talk about is that you should acknowledge your kids' feelings. So maybe that's what this all comes down to is totally. just acknowledge you're frustrated. You want this. I get it. I get, I get it. it, but I can't give it to you right now. I don't know. I'm not a parenting expert. But well, this is what the, you do the have a good me. impression of 
kids, though. Listen, go back and listen to what what episode was that? I don't know. Two, Two, maybe. Um, Yeah, you know, River, just a final note here. um, She doesn't talk yet, but she has started to whine. Like, if she wants something Mm. or sees something, she sort of started that, like, I'm not going to do the impression because I know that's what Ingrid wants. (laughs) Um, But she has started, she'll point and she'll kind of grunt. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've started to say, River, like use, use your, your words, words. Right. and of course Brian my husband is like she doesn't have any words like stop torturing her um, but- I would disagree because I saw River recently and she <laughs> is so funny you guys she you can't really understand her but she says things so confidently that you like like it feels like you're the toddler like you're like wait I don't get it like I mean she, like she's speaking she, a different language or something yeah, but she's so confident and like I mean she's just into it she's like meh I bought a rent And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I should understand that. Like, I, what, what, I, I'm in the wrong by not understanding what this she has, amazing like, child is saying. Facial expressions, yes. like the hand movements. Everything. She clearly thinks that she's communicating accurately. Yeah. She's and like, yet, why can you not get this? Alas, you do not understand what Well, it'll be it's really quick, cute. though, because I remember looking at videos within just a couple of months of Hartman doing that, and then he was, like, talking. I was like, yeah. oh, my god. Well, and she sort of talks nonstop. We went on a mm-hmm. walk yesterday, and Brian put her in the backpack the whole walk. She was like, I was. I think we might be. No, I think we might be in trouble. I think Brian is a big talker, and she's a big talker. Might not be good. I might need to. I mean, she'll say really fun things. Just you wait. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right, we have one final article for you today. Forty-nine percent of Americans say this is the most annoying coworker habit, and the other top three are pretty bad too. So um, this comes from CNBC.com, and of course we have all the links to our articles in our show notes. Um, so you may be—you don't even know this—but you might be that coworker that drives everyone else kind of crazy. Oh no, this is my worst fear. I mean, I know, right? I think, that I'm super annoying and I don't know it. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I think number one, we can all three check off <laughs> because we are the loud ones, <laughs> right? That's why we're doing this podcast. Shut up in a room by ourselves. It's like a sound, <laughs> it's like a soundproof room. They've closed the door. Yeah, we're the loud ones. But 49% of respondents said that they are most annoyed by coworkers who feel the need to announce each and every one of their thoughts, especially the negative ones. So something else in this article is they're like, hey, like, this might be you. Do you always feel the need to one-up everyone's story? Mm. Do you often announce your emotions too much Mm. or your complaints? That sort of thing. Good thing we never complain about how little sleep we get. I know. I know, right? Like, somebody will come in and say, I slept five hours. Well, I slept three hours. We we do, like, one-up each other all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, in the worst ways possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I have Um, a cold. Oh, really? I have strep throat. Oh, right. I have the flu. Well, my three kids have the flu, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of us. So, (laughs) but the other thing, so number one is talking loudly and complaining a lot. Also, do you guys remember what our boss recently said to me about this podcast? What did he say? He said, he said Karen's a little too loud. <laughs> and we were all like, yeah. yeah. He's like, can we turn your volume down? Can we, like, back you up from the mic? So, P.S., right now, I'm trying consciously not to be too loud. Well, our editor's like, I mean, honestly, the levels are all the same, but Karen just sounds louder. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, I am number one. So number two on this list is gossiping and bullying, which I hate. Um, it says 32% said that they have at least one coworker who loves to gossip and bully others. I mean, even adult bullies. There's adult bullies in every yeah. single workplace, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that I, I encourage if 
if you think like maybe I am a little bit mean to other people, read this article and maybe get some tips. Number three is my favorite. Why? Um, poor eating or bathroom habits. Like, have mm. you had an experience? Yes. Oh, like what? Ooh. I mean, <laughs> gross, guys. You haven't been in. So you know, we have two bathrooms here uh, at our station, and one is just a single stall bathroom, mm-hmm. which I will tell you some of the things I've discovered in there. Oh, um, no. After someone was in there, yeah, you know, you've had the same experience. <laughs> Stop acting like like you're a shocked. clogged toilet. Yeah. Uh, well, that happens everywhere, right? Um, but also being so, and then the the second bathroom is a multi-stall bathroom and people who go in there and then they don't wash their hands. So that's what this article talks about. Oh, yeah. It's like, and I think it's hilarious that we have to put this in an article and advise people. It says, if you happen to be in the restroom with someone else and you leave before washing your hands, that other person will take note. Duh. But there are signs. So listen, I was just in that bathroom earlier this morning. (laughs) There are are signs. signs. There are signs in there that are like, wash your hands because this is how germs spread. Yes. Yeah. There's also a sign that says something like, um, this is a shared space. Please be clean yeah. when you're in here. Like, you know, yeah. don't leave a mess. Which, like, do we really have to say to people? Yes. Don't leave a mess when you go to the bathroom? Are you, well, are you, I bet, maybe Karen is one of these. You know how when you wash your hands, the water, like, splashes on the sides of the oh, sink? Oh, you wipe down the sink? No, I leave it. Oh, me too. But, no, I don't. I'm not that. But no, like, I there's would leave those it. women that go in there and they're like, "I'm taking care of this," and they have like <laughs> the paper towels and they're like wiping it down, scrubbing it like, down. Yeah, you know, like a church. There's always like the woman who's like in there cleaning yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. I don't think that woman exists that. in this building. That person. Has to <laughs> I don't know. There's somebody who's cleaning the snack table. So there might be people um, doing that. Oh, but okay. This one actually is my pet peeve: poor communication in emails and meetings, especially yes. since we work in news. We're, like, kind of picky when it comes to, like, grammar and that sort of thing. So, and just my, overall communication. Yeah, and overall communication. So the thing – this is the thing that annoys me. Oh, boy. Okay. So when – let's say, let's say for example, Katie and I are having a conversation oh via email. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, you Which email Which would never happen, but sure. Me. No, you email me. I email you. We go back and forth, let's say, like, five – I don't know, ten times. And we get down to the root of the problem and we, like, decide. Somewhat, so then I forward that to Karen – and I'm like, hey, Karen, look at this. Oh. And it's like, what? You want me to go through all 10, these emails. 20 emails to figure out, like, what you guys were even talking about, to figure out what even how I'm involved, to figure out then what I'm supposed to do. No, like, draft a new email, take an oh. extra five minutes, draft an email, mm-hmm. put in the slug what it's about. Hi, Karen. I'm, like, uh, Katie and I this. have worked out Katie this. Katie and I have done this. She's CC'd on this email. Thank you. Like, make it nice right. and clean. And don't make me go through, like, 15 of your emails. Is I that, do agree with that. Do you know I do agree I mean? with that. And also, is it on not? Is it just me? But on your phone, when there's like a long chain, it's, it's so hard to yeah, read the newest email and then go back and get it's that true. information. It's, it's very so hard. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, do you know what I feel embarrassed about? What you is, do that? No, I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, does anybody really email conversations anymore? Anyway, yes. I, I email yes. a lot. Really, for, for my job? Yeah, yeah, for just okay. for work. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that's probably true for like yeah. investigative stuff. I feel embarrassed when I have typos in text mm. messages, which I feel like I do all the time. Uh, and then as soon as you know how it is, as soon as you hit mm-hmm, send, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you see it. Yeah. I sent you a text message the other day. You were like. I don't know where you were. We were both in the same building. I was, like, out in the newsroom. Maybe you were, like, pumping or something. I don't know. Anyway, we were, like, texting back and forth. Mm. And I, like, looked back at the sentence. And I was like, I don't – how does Ingrid even know what the sentence <laughs> – But she got it. Was saying, I don't I know. You must have. It. Do you remember it? I was I like, I don't oh, remember gosh. your typo. Well. It but. does happen a lot, though. I yeah. Mean, so I guess I'm number four. Anyway, I think we should all take away – the three of us should work on not being as loud in the newsroom. Because we don't want to be annoying, right? I guess. 
I don't know if there's any filtering us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's anybody. It Just does say in the Save it for the podcast. It's not too late to change, guys. So there's, there's hope for us. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. We'll try not to be so loud. Maybe. Is this um, win of the week me? It, it is. is. Katie. Katie. Always winning. Win of the week. Um, so my win of the week this week is um, River has discovered kissing. Oh, and it's super cute. Who's she kissing? Uh, well, everything, inanimate objects, uh, the dog, the cats. Um, but so Brian and I are in a competition to see who she is more interested in kissing. Um, <laughs> totally Mom or healthy, dad. right? That's a yeah. totally, mm-hmm. totally healthy mm-hmm. thing. Normal. So normally it happens like when she's in the bath and we like hang over the tub and we're like, Riff, come on, come on. And whoever she jumps up and kisses first is, is the winner that is, night. That is like That's, a really. That uh, can't be a good way to parent. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's really cute, and so she does she so, do the open mouth, like, right? It's open yeah. mouth, and she makes the the noise. So she goes, Aww. Mwah. Aww. but now she's like kissing the cat, and the cats are like, Mwah. <laughs> not like, into it. I'm not super Aww. interested in this. She's kissing the dog. She's kissing like I don't know the, the chairs, like everything, and it is so Aww. cute. I so, love that. I know. Does Lisa do it too? She yeah, especially if I'm like like laying down or something mm-hmm. on the on the carpet like playing she'll crawl over to me and she I don't she doesn't necessarily kiss me but she she sees me lay down she'll crawl right over to me and then like plop her head down and just like nuzzle in Aww. and then she'll like get back up and keep playing and then like come over and do it again she like does it like over Aww. and over and over again it's really cute Bennett crawls over but she like basically puts her entire mouth over my entire yeah, that's nose and mouth yep. yeah like it's like yeah. a mask almost yes but take really what you awkward. can get take what you can get but it's sweet well, now I have my daughter's cold. So there's that, too, so that comes along with kissing. Yeah, it may be sweet, that. but they carry germs. And I'm drinking Theraflu now because of you, my my lovely daughter. <laughs> well, at least she's cute. At least she's cute. All right, uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. And also, just so you know, we read the ratings and reviews, or we look at those, um, and we're trying to... You know, listen to that feedback, and, yeah, and we're we still a, new at this. And so. we have a Facebook group if you're interested in joining. We post we a do. lot of content uh-huh. on that as well. Uh huh. And an Instagram. All right, thanks guys for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye bye. Uncle Mom's the for listening.